Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Number 89, it's a twist for the shit list, the career that ruined a film. Oh, right. But the bigger question is, do you know who killed you? Um, you know yeah, what? I could me say and that. my actions. <laughs> <laughs> I could say I know who killed me. It would make exactly as much sense. But sense as it makes line. in this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the line is said in the film. Yeah. Yeah, This that was a title that was waiting for a movie, I think. Mm, for sure. Um, yes, it's I Know Who Killed Me, 2007. It's our movie today on Films and Filth, the Citizen Kane of Podcasting. I'm going to do a full name today. It's Matt Comages. It's Mark Luke Malik. Summerhays. Mark, and you got to say yourself again, man. You and Luke Mark, did the same time. Mark Malik, it's it's our curse. Yeah, it's, it's me and Mark's thing is that we can never decide which order we do it in, <laughs> so we always speak over each other. <laughs> I thought I should say my last name because uh, I've been shouted on other podcasts recently, and all of them like their heads explode when they get to the last name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Matt Cumges. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun way to say it. Too. You know, it usually comes out Comeggies, right? <laughs> but now we just said it three different ways, so people are reconfused. Andrew Lena. Sharon knows how to say it. Hello. That's right, I do. And uh, if I didn't know how to say it, I would just look up one of the podcasts where you introduced yourself. Yeah, but I don't do it with he my last name. He usually just says I'm Matt. Oh, well, then it's your fault. It is yeah. my fault. <laughs> oh, that's why Matt I'm doing something about is. it. That's why I, I was never a movie star like Lindsay Lohan, who has a relatively simple um, last name to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, not only is she the star of this film, she's two stars in this film. I mean, right. Are we going to get into it straight away? It's um, weird to do that with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these parents did not appreciate being trapped. I've already got a parent trap reference in my synopsis. Don't worry. <laughs> well, let's uh, talk about how this film entered our lives, which I think is because of this list, except for Andrew, who I assume has this on Blu-ray. I do, and I saw it in the theater. <laughs> okay. So what was your initial take then? Oh, I loved it. I really, I loved it. I I loved how, um, you know, because uh, Showgirls is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's probably the most famous and well-known situation where uh, an actor who's been in kids' television or, you know, kids' movies in the case of Lindsay Lohan, um, trying to be taken seriously as an adult actor by making a movie where they're an exotic dancer. Mm. And this was like <clears throat> that combined with uh, torture horror, you know? But uh, I, I loved how weird it was and how kind of like, uh, if you would, if this had been dubbed in Italian, nobody would have batted an eye, you know? I just thought yeah. it was cool. I still like it. I love watching it. I love all the strange things that it does, the nightmare logic that it has, <laughs> but also all the, um, you know, the butts and whatnot. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess for me, I was watching and thinking, oh, this is the old college. For one, uh, this is very much a movie that Andrew and I would have been watching in his living room in 1991. So. Yes, thank you. It's like a... <laughs> It's it's kind of like the they managed to nail the vibe of Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth in the same movie somehow. Yeah, I was thinking of a popcorn kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great <laughs> one. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I just yeah, I love the movie. I didn't realize it was on the bottom, but I, I, uh, I'm not surprised. It's weird. <laughs> well, uh, as Luke's intro belied, it is partly Lindsay Lohan's career. You know, having a head-on collision. With the movie, because apparently, um, despite the low rating, you look at the weekend, it's like, oh, this actually has been like showing at like art house cinemas and stuff in oh, the past few right? years. Like, it's oh, kind of getting this is reappraised. A big reappraisal film, yeah. <clears throat> oh my God, I wish somebody would do one of those here. I would be the first one in the door. God, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Finally. That's great. Like, for me watching it, it was my first time watching it. Um, and yeah, like, at first, I'm like, gee, this seems kind of like a little watered down Lynch. And I just kind of take a quick look, glance at the weekend. It's like, yeah, David Lynch to Palm. I'm like, eh, they probably do it better. Um, then I start thinking of the Italian stuff, the, the Gallo. Am I saying that right? Gallo? Giallo, I think that's Giallo, thank you. And, and then, you know, I scroll down a little bit on the weekend. It's like, oh, that too. So I'm like, at least I was reading the, I guess the influences are relatively clear. So for me, I'm, I'm doing the bad film critic thing of like comparing it to Lost Highway the whole time and stuff like that. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's not super fair because I don't, I don't think this guy had ever written a movie before, um, or after, or after, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, he was probably definitely not Hollywood. Well, yeah. apparently they had, had Lohan him had some plans to make a horror movie that would be called Hippie, but that just didn't happen. That was but... the yeah, director. The interviews. Right. It sounds like she was. Um, she really liked the director and thought he this film was great and that she wanted to work with him again. Yeah. I don't remember this film. Of course, I remember circa 2007, Lindsay Lohan in the news. So discovering that this is just the film that got lumped in with all of that. Like often when we do the films on this list, the question that I'm interested in is how did this end up on the worst films of all time list? Because like they're usually not, right? The worst films of all time, no one's seen. So there's always some reason why they've ended up on this list. And yeah, I'm sure that it's her fault, like you were saying. I know you made a joke, but that's yeah, from I mean, my memory. That's even what saying her fault is not fair. Like she was a young woman who ended up in rehab. Like yeah. she's not a monster. But yeah, because no. she it was all the tabloids and paparazzi nonsense. This film just gets started with that brush, I think. I, I'm sure that it interrupted production, but I don't even really think it's her fault. I blame the script. I don't like the script. I'll just cut and put it out there. Uh, I think this is so bad it's good, so it's funny and fun to watch. But I am a, there. There are a number of pet peeves for me in the script, like that that how she's the best at piano and the best at poetry, and then her twin is a stripper who whose parents do meth. Like there's those are the two type of people. <laughs> it's just um, well, also probably the, want them to be opposites. That's that's a pretty good. Yeah, opposite. I mean, but also, and I mean, this is definitely the apex of so bad it's good in this film is that they invent a robotic prosthetic and a realistic covering just so that they can have her just with a hand with a glove and not have to, to <laughs> show her without a hand. That well, that's where so that's where I think we'd have to skip ahead to the the ending that the 
person that wrote this actually wrote for it, but audiences mm. absolutely hated. And uh, it all that flights of fancy with the fictionalized or the, you know, things like what you're saying, I mm. think made sense mm -hmm. with the ending that he wrote, but I love the ending it has a lot more. So oh, okay. What was I, I don't I don't know the alternative ending. The 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 it's on the Blu-ray. Do we want to skip to that or do we want to just yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You can do it. Let's know it so you can. We okay, don't have so, order. so it fades out, and um, it turns out that sh she is uh, a third character that has just written this whole thing. So she's hmm. like the student or whatever. So she has come up with all of this that we've just seen, and um, that would explain why she was could make up something like a technology for a hand or any of this stuff would make sense because it's just something that, uh, you know, a high school students writing, but oh, okay. um, audiences thought that was cheap and crap. Yeah. That so. is cheap. And crap. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't that. matter that this story is bad. Cause actually it was written by this idiot character, yeah. not by me. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> no, mean what Mark is saying about that was, But, but um, the, the thing that I genuinely disliked about it the most is that, everyone kept just calling her aubrey it, it was sort of like this thing where she didn't she knew who she was and everyone else thought she was someone else but everyone just kept calling her aubrey and it was sort of this thing where i i was getting confused because i wasn't sure who she was but only uh, because I... everyone was treating her like she was definitely aubrey and was not imagining anything so i'd started accepting that eventually and hmm. that was not at the end. I was sort of like, wait, I had to read the synopsis to understand what I'd missed <laughs> because I was confused. Oh. I was confused, like in a not fun way. And they're like, dead a... no, yeah, that yeah. wasn't an accident. That was like <clears throat> I... something serious. So I, if I was going to change this film, I would basically just cut out the first 20 minutes because a, yeah. A, I didn't like all the the bits where she's just playing a normal high school girl. I thought were terrible. <laughs> um, I actually really hate the torture horror stuff. I hate that in any film. Yeah, that's not fun for me. Um, and then also, if you just start from when they find, when they first find Dakota, and go from there, then you're way more of like a, oh, what's going on? And you'd be like more on her side. Why are they calling her this name? That's not her name. Whereas the version we got, like, yeah, I can understand why you'd be watching it just assuming she is Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, and the, the cops say there's a whole scene where they cut to the cops saying, uh, we test her DNA. It's definitely definitely Aubrey. She imagined another personality. And that's entirely wrong. And it just diverted just to give us misinformation but, that, I mean, that everyone else twin, was also already giving have, us. Twins do have the same DNA. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, sure, but but it was but the way they talked so confidently about that she was just the yeah, same person. Because it was, it was like, why it would they show like us that? Twist. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think any of this is a problem. Yeah, um, the, the Lost Twin isn't like the go-to, you know, and DNA testing. Yeah, yeah I, maybe I, think I the, didn't. The cops in it to me are distracting. I would have liked it to have yeah. no police. Well, yeah, I, I think the whole film needed. probably needed just a, a, another edit. Like the director says, he's got like a. A like three hour director's cut, but what See? this actually All means right. is a 90 minute editor's cut. <laughs> oh my god, I would watch the right. three hour. I'm sorry, <laughs> I know you would because you're a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if we could do a cut with no police, 
that would be the best. So it'd be like well, half two hours, hours fifty five minutes. We could have the police, but only the police when like she's talking to them. I don't need the scenes or, of them, them behind the or, scenes of it, like all that stuff. Yeah, or the police, the band. Okay, yeah. yeah I'd like if cool. Sting showed up. Does, does he get to bring his good friend Shaggy? <laughs> well, the other thing, just w- real quick, the other thing about my personal experience is that I went into this thinking that it was a different movie, which mm. is a movie called Afterlife, where Christina Ricci is dead. So I thought, <laughs> I thought that's what this was. I thought I was it was ex- from the title, I expected dead. something more like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I and did I last like, year. What I expected a film where the okay. title made sense. <laughs> she says um, it. I know who killed yeah, but me. But it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in it. that context I don't... because she's not dead, and neither is her twin. <laughs> I love, I love that part. Of that. <laughs> I just I well, the thing is, everything. M. Bison just says, turns to her and says, "No, you're not dead." Like he <laughs> he calls her out immediately. I knew um, I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, M. Bison, also uh, not a great dad in this either. He's Me and Matt have seen him in loads of stuff for some reason. <laughs> he's in this. He was in Minority Report as like Tom Cruise's partner. Oh, I remember and that. I love that movie. Um, I need to watch it again. He's Lieutenant Hawk in Star Trek First Contact. This, hmm. Are his eyes really that blue or was it an effect? I think he does have really blue eyes. Yeah. He's like Irish as hell. He has super okay. intense blue eyes. But yeah, he probably got cast for the blue eyes. For some reason, he's become like on all of me and Matt's podcasts. He's our oh, it's that guy. He just keeps <laughs> yeah. showing up. I think he might be in Ravenous, that cannibal movie. Oh, I've never seen that, but I kind of want to. Yo, Was that hungry? So good. You will like. It's one of the only cannibal movies where you get hungry because the meat looks really good. <laughs> all right. Um, um, I so, guess we should so, throw in our summary before we get too deep because we're we're yeah. sliding right on into oh, the deep. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the ending of the movie. Now, here's what it's about. (laughs) Aubrey is a young teen whose biggest problems in life are whether to date Jared and whether to quit her piano lessons. Then she's kidnapped and tortured by a serial killer. Just as all hope seems lost to her loved ones, she'd found by the side of the road, sands an arm and a leg. But this woman claims to be a stripper called Dakota. Despite the FBI's insistence otherwise, she traps her parents into admitting the truth and uses psychic magic to find her twin sister, who was separated at birth, rescuing her from the deranged piano instructor. You like how so, I mentioned the piano lessons at the start, so yeah. that you would realize, remember that character at the end? Check Is it a Scooby-Doo ending? Instructor. <laughs> I love uh, how they Matt. show his hand with the ring. That's your clue to who it is, because the hand is now severed. I, <laughs> I had to look it up. Uh, Matt, you should really record a version of that piano piece he's playing at the end for like an interstitial for this podcast where he's just going, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I have a note about really that. Funny. Let's see. What did I? Oh, I just wrote some piano chords of a psycho. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought the score, thought the yep. score was awesome. Like the music. Oh, scene. yeah. No worries. Score... Oh, no, well, the, the, the soundtrack... actual movie score was good, but it's just. Yeah, like, that's Joel McNeely. Also. Dude, the soundtrack is literally what I was listening to in 2007. It was just a just a constant outhud. Melvin's Trans Am, like just stuff I love, is all over the. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant the score, not the the. Uh... No, I like yeah, yeah. I love the score too. I think the score is great yeah, too. We, most of us were talking about the score, and then Mark was yeah. also talking about the soundtrack. So, Mark, you like all the music. bands? A lot of the bands that are ended up in this. Yeah, I cool. already. I mean, I already l- was listening to that at the time. It's a weird thing where, um. 
as a like a contrast, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What was it? Whatever the fourth one's called, Returns Revisited. Yeah, it's a movie I love, but then I hate the soundtrack from that, and it's used almost the same way as in this. Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, in 2007, I was literally listening to Transformers the movie, the soundtrack. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll still listen to that. Anyway. Oh, no, sorry, I don't mean Transformers the movie. I mean Transformers 2007, the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh yeah. But also the, movie, yeah, the old, also the other one. I forgot that was the year it came out. My mind immediately went the same place as Mark. You got the time. Because I said Transformers the movie, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was listening to that a bunch at this point in time, too. Bopping back to the score, but uh, Joel McNeely uh, did a bunch of Disney stuff. Uh, and then, oh, he did a lot of score for the Orville. So that's kind of, oh. I guess, his modern claim to fame. Yeah, this cool. just really made it feel like Giallo. Um, I mean, if you're not going to have, like, Goblin or whatever, you know. Yeah, they, I just feel you couldn't have. Goblins. Yeah. I don't think anybody was there was no retro yet. There was this was like two years early for that. Mm. Yeah. So like two years later, there would have been like two goblins they could have gotten to score it. I I believe Far Cry Blood Dragon came out in 2008, which is, is right that when retro this, was this. invented? That was sort of the beginning <laughs> of it. That was sort of a thing where I was like, I cannot believe this exists. That well, actually, close. no. I mean, if we're being Transformers, right? Oh, that was 2013. No, but th this the Transformers movie was two thousand seven, and that yeah. kind of kickstarted the eighties revival. Yeah, I mean because... that one didn't that one didn't lean into the eighties, but it was when all the studios realized, like, oh shit, people will pay yeah, money uh, to see their eighties toys put on the big screen. <laughs> it's true. The, I remember the moment that Hasbro, the the brand name, appeared on the screen. The audience burst into laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. My favorite oh. is when it literally says "based on the action figures." <laughs> <laughs> well, it and says that in the credits Joe. to every Transformers film. Oh my and god! GI Joe had a movie, I think, the same year, or the year after. It's a couple I, years after because it was. I loved that. I love that movie it. Is far. Oh, yeah, have any of you of seen hate. the new Transformers movie yet? The Beast oh, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. I loved I it. Love yeah, it. I really loved it. Um, no, Mark, do you mind if I spoil the? Uh, <laughs> the ending for you i'm just gonna take my headphones off and then you talk about it I, oh I no no no! I, I really okay no there's a, okay, there's a really dumb it. little thing at the very end it's not it's <laughs> okay. not part of the main plot but okay. you're gonna you're gonna really like it i, think I promise i'll watch it about. the amount of hip-hop in that and in ninja turtles mm. and and spider-verse i mean oh, yeah, it's well, it's, amazing slowly getting close to the 90s having their 80s moment Yep. The difference is my generation oh. don't have the disposable income. <laughs> they keep using that one black sheep song. Oh yeah. There's the a whole documentary about black sheep on, uh, oh. that just recently came out. That looked really depressing. Was it depressing? Uh, no. no. No? Okay, Me good. Either. I just I don't want to be I don't want to feel super sad watching it and, and super no, old. Absolutely not. No, it's like okay, good. The second half of it is amazing. Uh there's a lot of just dress just in a in a in a hallway, just with his hand on his head, just looking upset. No, so it's, uh, no, no, I love right. it. No. Not as much as I love. I know who killed me. Oh well. Ah, <laughs> oh, segueing. So yeah, Luke, I was thinking watching this. This is exactly up the wrong alley for you because you you say you don't like when people <laughs> lose a limb and then have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I have a question for Luke. Did you? Mm. Did you notice that the mother 
was not American. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, she's British. I was like, uh, this accent's wrong. And I looked it up. I'm just, I'm always no, curious. I, to... I could always tell when an American's doing a British accent. But I, I sometimes I'm fooled by a Brit doing an American, which America, like there's a lot of Brits doing American yeah. accents well. And then mm-hmm. there's the ones that you guys notice, but we just don't. Well, this is one of those things where she was just really kind of soft-spoken enough that it stood out a little bit where mm. there are certain... Yeah, British no one speaks softly in America. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that certain British actors can't yell without breaking, and then some of mm. them, like Christian mm-hmm. Bale, can... Christian Bale can yell, but... Oh, yeah, Christian Bale is like... like he's got vampire teeth. Christian Bale is like a generational <laughs> actor, you know? Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he, you can't compare true. everyone to Christian Bale, me, the man who will destroy his body and mind for every role. <laughs> to me, when true. he talks, Bale sounds like he's got uh, um, fake vampire teeth in. All he the probably time. does. <laughs> <laughs> that's called he has method. real vampire teeth. He took he vampire killed a vampire method. and took their teeth. Yeah, it's a new uh, method. Has nothing to do with Bale the, is the man who literally apparently he grows a beard every time he's not working just in case he needs a beard for his next film. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I heard uh, I heard that Forrest Whitaker has to go and cry for two weeks after every role he plays to cry out the role. I, I believe know, I love, I'm fascinated by this type of stuff, but I guess this <laughs> isn't an acting podcast. I mean, um, it is. We can talk about the actor though because this was like this was Lohan trying to make make her case as an actor right and talking I, about yeah. talking she talks about i mean i'm gonna keep saying like oh i've read in interviews i'm literally just quoting the ones that you quote on wikipedia but um yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. talking about she um she had she four months of Paul. she didn't want to do the role where she has like an arm and a leg because like, i'm not gonna look pretty and then she's like well actually no this is a chance to prove that i'm more of an actor than just looking pretty and like how yeah. women don't often get those kind of roles because they are meant to look good at all times yeah, no, she was like, uh, in the commentary for the original Mean Girls, um, Tina Fey happened to mention that she wrote the uh, Lindsay Lohan. They, they cast the the real life Mean Girl to for the nice one and vice versa. Hmm. So Lindsay Lohan being an asshole and and um, Rachel McAdams being nice. And so um, I just always remembered that whenever I see Lindsay Lohan, I'm like. Well, she's some kind of a jerk, and in some of the, there's actually a blooper reel on this deep on this Blu-ray as well, and she's caught being sh- shitty <laughs> on camera a couple times. Uh, <laughs> really funny. I think she was probably the real life Lindsay at this point was more like Aubrey than she was like Dakota. Hmm. Hmm. I'd, I'd controversial. I think she's really good in this. I don't she's think good. any no, of I this is great. her fault. I think yeah, she's like, good. I was talking about how the um, the early stuff where she's in like just being a student was bad. That's not because of yeah. her performance. That's because this was a forty year old man trying to write teenage girls, and it sounded awful, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it kept, usually does. You know, it kept and reminding me of Poetic Justice, which Andrew, I don't know if you got that from this. I mean, I was never thinking about Poetic Justice, but you're right in the in the in the way that you know a character is a poet and there's voiceover doesn't know it. As a narrative, <laughs> writing is very hard. So if you write a character who can write, yeah, you're probably going to slip up and demonstrate that you're not a good writer, mm-hmm. which won him the Razzie for worst screenplay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, may the Razzies probably aren't a great um, 
I was thinking that an alternative version of this podcast would be to go back and watch every Oscar winner and Razzie winner side by side. (laughs) (laughs) I bet some of those Oscar winners are awful. I don't want to watch. I bet there will be some where like I would prefer the Razzie winner to the Oscar winner. I'm sure. Oh, no. There's someone like 12. They haven't taken it back. The blind side (laughs) and crash. I'm surprised they haven't been recalled. But, I think um, Razzies have retracted awards and Oscars haven't, so that technically makes maybe Razzies are more ethical. I don't yeah. know. No, I I uh, thought the I thought the acting was all wonderful, and it could be considered a the third movie in her body switch trilogy. If you think about like another uh, yep. <laughs> Friday Parent Trap and this, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Freaky Friday, man. Yeah, you so should. Many... They should air air uh, screen all three of them for a, a marathon. You know, I, you bring the kids, and then you send the kids out at some point. The Plaza <laughs> has to do one of these. I know who killed me. Revival screenings. Well, Wussy Mag might do it. I don't know. I don't know anybody there, but they they do that stuff. Would be that's great. Sort of like um, that would be so good. They do Xanadu a lot. They do they do a lot of like reevaluated stuff. That's kind of yeah. campy and fun. Well, they should I, do this. I think I I felt like Lindsay was like kind of out of my generational eyesight. Like Mm. I was, yeah. Mean Girls Girls is classic. I'm thinking more about the Disney stuff, the Freaky Fridays and the Parent Trap. We were way older than yeah, we were way too old for that. And you know, it would be weird if you were into those. Yeah, I was the right generation to be watching that, but I was watching Commando and Terminator Two instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Um, Lindsay Lohan also is not nude in this movie, which I think, you know, if you're comparing it with Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkeley going from kids TV into, um, you know, the psychological thriller, although Showgirls is more of like a Russ Meyer on mega budget. But mm. um, this is this has got to be. I don't know, sort of like a. At worst, it's like a Skinamax, you know what I mean? But the fact that she isn't nude in this, I think, because um, it blew up when it hit DVD, it, mm. it, I think it made its budget back. Um, the fact she's not nude, and I think probably also made people mad. Well, she requested that, and I don't really have any information why she requested that, but I imagine it's just she wasn't comfortable, which is totally fine. Yeah. If, yeah. Except I... it's weird that she's a stripper, but whatever, who cares? Mm. I, <laughs> I didn't even think about it, really. Well, because Elizabeth Berkeley's role was a exotic. Well, she's girl. yeah, she is. the The best thing about the best thing about that is if you watch the uh, edited TV version and you see the CGI underwear put all over her all those times. <laughs> absolutely I wish, hilarious. Yeah, I wish somebody because um, it got I got the big the like the latest deluxe edition of Showgirls Blu-ray, and I wish that they would have put the TV version because I know that they animate a bra on her during mm-hmm. the fight with the uh, Andrew Carver where she kicks yeah. his butt topless. Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of floats cause CGI wasn't very good back then, even for just simple things. Well, I mean, Marvel <laughs> is still trying to put CGI costumes on people and it still looks terrible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they did just yeah. put like, actors in clothes. <laughs> Matt, in your, in your notes for, I know who killed me. Didn't you say that anytime they're not showing her face, you thought it might be a body double. There is, there are a lot of body doubles in this. So tell me about that. I had no idea about this because she was, you know, like they said, they didn't lose any shooting days for rehab, but they didn't have her a lot, so they would just shoot coverage and use a body double. So 
I, I was just conjecturing that they were like, okay, when Lindsay's here, you get her face on camera and we'll get the other mm. shots like other days. Well, and allegedly some of the body double shots have CGI Lindsay Lohan face on them. I couldn't identify I didn't any spot that. And I would not yeah. imagine that was good in 2007. But and then <laughs> no. also they must have had CGI body double tech because there is at least one shot where she's both of Lindsay's characters are on screen. I mean, well, this that's... isn't a David Fincher level production, but Benjamin Button was definitely rocking the CGI body double game in 2008. Mm, yeah, yeah, and, and like also, this is dark. losing their minds because of how groundbreaking it was. So, <laughs> and it didn't look super good, to, in my opinion, at in 2008. Um, that's the only time I saw it. But yeah, I have, uh, I've never seen it because it looked boring as fuck. Uh, you're right. <laughs> um, not a fan. It's not on the list, so worry not. You anyway, won't get buttoned. No, no, you will not get buttoned. <laughs> uh, not Kate Blanchett's fault. But anyway, um... <laughs> were people saying it was? Because otherwise, that was a I'm real non-sequitur. <laughs> I'm just out here. I'm just out here representing uh, my my actress queens out here, telling that yeah, telling sure. everyone whose fault it's not. Okay. <laughs> I think she came out of that film. Well, that film was very well regarded at the time. I watched it recently. It's not bad. It is. Uh, Luke will get bored by it, so don't bother. But yeah. yeah. But you no know, robots. it's like I I hate Forrest Gump, and that's like the same writer. So there you go. Oh, you do have to watch that one eventually. I know. <laughs> I, I'm not I used looking to like Forrest to Gump, but I thought it was a Vietnam movie, and then I turned out there's still mm. like two more hours after that that I've never <laughs> seen. <laughs> It's just watch it on TV and then go to bed at like 10 p.m. And then it turns out that the film went on for like two more hours after what I'd seen. I was always oh, home from the war. It's probably nearly finished. <laughs> so do, do you all think that people who enjoy um, stuff like Suspiria and some of the even like maybe weirder, maybe maybe some of the um, not Fulci, but maybe some of the other Argento, do you think they would think this was a stupid copy? Because we've um, already decided that it's like I've, not quite there with Lynch. It's, on, someone... it's not up there with like, you know, the greatest filmmakers of all time. My experience with this film, I started watching it at lunch yesterday, got about 20 minutes in, um, and was like genuinely not liking it. I like did I to, to the point that I stopped the film, I was like, oh, I'll watch it later. I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> um, I ended up reading the mm -hmm. Wikipedia. Uh -huh. um, and this is a case for why spoilers are not always bad. When I read the plot, I was like, oh, actually, that does sound like something I want to watch. Cool. Okay. And then I went back and like, yeah, the, the next thing I saw was basically her showing up um, as Dakota. And from that point, I actually quite liked the film. Uh, I think act there is, three. it is like an interesting little movie. Can we all agree that act three oh. is full of like gore and wild colors? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, act three is lightning is, and thunder. Do we all fun, like act three? Well, fun, the, weird, the gore. It's just the act one yeah. was just like, oh, I don't yeah. like this. You're saying <laughs> I was I was eating when I got to the hand thing and I had to turn it off. It's sort mm -hmm. of like Luke's experience, except for directly. I was like, I cannot eat and watch this right now. Um, you mean the, the part where the hand, is, the finger like the dry the hand ice is just in a vice? Oh. Yeah, I was like, no. But this oh, is the dry like, ice. Yeah. Oh. Speaking as someone who's subjected <laughs> these guys to a Jello film and a parody of Jello films. Um, in the past couple of months, uh, this isn't really that similar to me because Jello has a lot of sort of very tight cuts and a lot of just 
over the top <laughs> screaming. And that's part of the appeal for me. It's just a lot of just a, a woman will just show up and just be like, ah, you know, and just it's this is not like it's this lacks the swift brutality of a giallo to me personally and it's not as wacky like there's nothing really yeah, wacky it's about too this. real like we watched um the editor the human centipede too right oh <laughs> and yeah this is more like that's that horrendous me. but that was so insane that it didn't bother me as much this was because still like the era of the torture horror, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like never the early two thousands. This still kind of falls in there. Um, I don't know what year Teristas and Captive um, came out, but those two were pretty brutal, and they were because it of... doesn't doesn't scare me. I just have a bad time. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's just kind of sad. It does, does nothing for me. Yeah, it's like oh this. Because it's it's too close to what really goes on, right? You're talking yeah, about this, and mo- then this movie and just just right. a lot of this stuff. Like well, that's it. Like Saw. I mean, I'm there for the wacky contraptions, yeah, but when sure. it's just realistic, like a guy having a terrible time, that does nothing the, for me. <laughs> the idea I mean, of some someone uh, getting tortured and having things chopped off. Meanwhile, their twin. Is like experiencing not just yeah. the pain, but some of the actual physical yeah. effects. I was in once we got mm. into that, that was cool. But that's why I'm saying, like the first twenty minutes, I didn't know that was coming, right. and I'm just seeing a teenage girl get kidnapped and tortured, and I'm like, no thanks. But it was yeah. Lindsay Lohan, though. We haven't seen. <laughs> I don't. But I, I, li- I like. I don't want to see like, anyone. What's going on? <laughs> I like her. Her hands cut off. Unless it was literally Elon Musk. I don't yeah, want right. to see people getting kidnapped <laughs> and having their hands cut off. Glad you made that But if point. it stopped him tweeting, then that would be great. <laughs> you do need at least one he hand would just, to tweet, or your foot, yeah, He would I guess. use his left hand to just type out something well, no, about how the guy who tortured like, him was a cuck. Oh, it's fine. I'm going to put Neuralink in, and then I'll be able to do whatever I want. And then he'll smash his own head into the ground and die, and we'll all be happier. <laughs> I like that. But not before I'm he like, kills 100,000 chips. Yeah. I was watching a fair amount of this after midnight, so I was having the thought for like a good five minutes. Are prosthetics this advanced now? Now there are pretty some pretty dope prosthetics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah like, now. But like still that really probably for five still, minutes. there's a scene where her mother grabs her by the prosthetic and and drags her out of the house. So she's like, that wouldn't work. <laughs> and that's just me being super nitpicky but um and then she crushes the guy's hand the guy she has yeah. sex with and they just have like like in the background they sort of have the um the battery meter adding like a bit of an an iron man <laughs> you know the battery is running out um that kind oh of God, battery. battery the sex scene when there's a, a leg plugged in to the wall behind it's <laughs> really <laughs> good was, that was I really good that. I, yeah. I love that whole thing um <laughs> including the mother the it was extremely long and you keep seeing the mother trying to cook downstairs just right. well, the most noise possible. A, like you didn't think that was a, supposed to be a joke that was supposed no, to be yeah, yeah, no, i that, thought that, it was that, supposed to be a fun. joke but it was a thing where it went on just long enough that you kind of wondered whether it was a joke or not <laughs> oh for me it was like it was like okay it's a bit of a joke oh no it's going on and then it went on for so long that it got funny again yeah yeah basically <laughs> exactly what luke just said yeah, and the conversation they have right after, where she's in smoking the cigarette, you know, and she's like, you know, would she do this and whatever, you know, it's so gross. 
but I bet that yeah, Lindsay Lewin's more like that. Uh, Mark, you were asking about our recent Giallo viewing, which if people aren't like following us long on every episode, is a phenomena and the, the editor. Da, 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 da. Yes. That's right. Have you seen the editor, Andrew? Oh yeah, man. That Astron Six thing. I made have them watch this? it. Uh, have you seen the censor? The censor. Or the last matinee. No. What are those newer? Oh God, yeah. See the last matinee. The last thing You'll I saw by it. those guys was Psycho Gorman, which I did enjoy. Oh, the last matinee is um. Oh my gosh, it's got more eyeball stuff <laughs> than anything I've seen in the last few years. I have old oh, girlfriends that would hate that. Since <laughs> the Neon Demon, probably it's got the most eyeball stuff and more. I than that. honestly kind of hate eyeball stuff. Like Brightburn just had that one scene that was just. I, oh, well, I avoided then... watching Brightburn forever just to not I've watch that. I've never tried stuff. Worse. None of my girlfriends were into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, watch The Censor. Mm. I think you'll like it. Well, but, uh, Actually, not... my auntie did lick my eyeball once. Well, there you go. <laughs> I when I podcast. was a kid, we were, um, <laughs> it was basically a case of like playing chicken going wrong. Because she was <laughs> like, I'll lick your eyeball. And I was like, go on then. And then she assumed I would close my eye, and I assumed she wouldn't do it. And she ended up licking my eyeball. Oh, man. Did you get mono or staff? No. Or what? Um, I think the, I was pretty young. The context was she um, she told me that she could lick her own eyeball. Oh. Because, you know, you tell kids things like this. Sure. And I was like, no, you can't. And she's like, yeah. And like, show me then. She's like, I'll only show you if you let me lick your eyeball. I didn't get sick, but for some reason, I tasted pretzels for three weeks. <laughs> I had, the only time I ever got pink eye was uh, a few years ago, letting my roommate's dog lick my face too many times. Oh, gross! So, you know, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, you kind of deserved it. it. Was just, yeah, I did. No, but I gained the psychic ability to see everything she tastes. Ah, okay. <laughs> and we used it to solve a murder. <laughs> All right, great um, script right away. That's yellow. For for recent ones, I, I guess yeah, phenomena is the best just for having the stamp of authenticity. You know, that's oh, like phenomena is definitely the, a best. The legit this. thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And then the editor is like taking it so far in a ridiculous oh. direction. Like this one is kind of standing in you know like somewhere in between. So it, yeah, it's, a, it's a it's I mean, a giallo anyway. plot, but made with like yeah. really boring two thousand seven like attitudes. So that's why I you heard... have the sort the slightly unpleasant violence and that's nothing goes quite as wacky as you, you got want the it blinking to. eyeball right. in the guy's chest. That, that was, was pretty, pretty cool. That was cool. But it was like, what was that? That guy wasn't the murderer. So I don't even. Uh, but but I heard heard somebody say recently that all the torture porn in quotes stuff was sort of a mass like trying to accept that we knew we were torturing a lot of people. Uh, after nine post nine eleven, which does kind mm. of make sense, yeah, and that doesn't I... make it pleasant to me. But I, um... no, I can understand why that's why there was an appetite for it in the in the public sphere at that time. Yeah. So I guess I just got out of the country instead of watching the torture porn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I only yeah Japan's never watched a couple. Around. <laughs> nice yeah, you don't think. look up unit. What is it? Seven thirty one. Definitely yeah. look that up. Um, already I forgotten think, it. Good. I think it was more of just like you had a lot of directors making horror who came up on like graphic gore 
and the sensors were relaxing that um because yeah i think that definitely a big part of it was just one upmanship and the french extremity also uh where you saw a resurgence of violent film in france and in japan as well i think high tension at least was more fun than a lot of the american stuff but oh yeah then then that guy made mirrors which i didn't really dig as much i don't remember why you should rewatch it i didn't like it when i saw the theaters but i rewatched it and that was pretty cool um but yeah. what's funny is to hear him on the commentary try to say the word mirror with a thick French accent. It comes out like... Yeah, the French word is le mirror. mirror. I can't say it. Oh. That I think the best of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess the thing yeah, with this movie is... um, Chris Chris Siverston, Siverston, not Silver, Siverston... Um, he, he did a fine job, especially for, I mean, this is the only thing he's directed pretty good, but I'm sitting there just thinking the whole time, what if Brian De Palma had the script, you know? And I, I don't know if that yeah. should be counted against a movie mm. when I'm watching a movie and the whole time thinking, okay, I get what he's doing. It's kind of cool. But what if David Lynch or De Palma had their hands on the script, you know? I, I mean, mean, it might be a case of what if his star was available? What if he didn't have paparazzi <laughs> on set for the entire shoot? What if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think... The... Like, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I think that if David Lynch made this, it would be closer to Giallo than it is as it, as it is now. I, I, oh, yeah, think, yeah. I think Lindsay Lohan being the star, even though she looks great on camera, is a good actor. I just think that if, yeah, if this had starred any number of late night cable actors or if it had yeah been made in another language like i love putting on this movie uh, using the french um dub and putting <laughs> the subtitles in it it's, okay i can see that yeah it's great it's easy to just be like forget about Lindsay lohan as, as a star and just you know watch it or she's got a great face for this type of material she's you know Good at screaming. Good at being uh, provocative. She doesn't scream enough for Mark's taste, but <laughs> well, if no. you're comparing it to some of what he's talking about, no one, no did... human being should be made to scream that way. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't write enough screams into the script. Maybe she yeah. asked them not to. But you know, uh, again, I yeah, I don't blame the director. Like I said, I blame the script. I don't really blame Lindsay Lohan. I don't blame M. Bison. <laughs> Since it's come up on the podcast, I do have to bring it up. She does have Bink's arm, too. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a owner of Bink's arm myself, apparently, I'm like, oh, there's more Bink's arm. <laughs> uh, do you know, James has no recollection of that conversation. Okay, it's definitely stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, mine, too. I put up with him, but he's like, I didn't say that. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. And I was like, you definitely did. <laughs> okay, you were there. Okay, I was just saying they're like, yeah. <laughs> Was this from our Street Fighter podcast? Because I don't remember. No, 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 no. This was me and Matt. Me and Matt um, on vacation. One of our colleagues said, "Oh, Matt, you've got Jar Jar Binks's arms." (laughs) (laughs) But we've brought up since on the podcast. Yes, (laughs) in a jar of formaldehyde. Not just lopping off the body. (laughs) We know Luke's arms don't do that. But flop? No, they do not flop. I mean, how could they? Okay, these arms flop. don't flop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these bad boys right here. Yeah, so I, that's 
every day's leg day for me, so my arms are a little full. That's what they do in a oh, house. Don't get into a calves off with me, Mark. <laughs> oh shit! No, you got me beyond that too. <laughs> <laughs> so you your legs me. are, your arms are bigger than my legs, and your legs are bigger than my arms. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, um. So, anyone else got a good hot take on this one? I, I love how the club is called S T R I P T. you gotta be classy with them names i've literally never seen it at least in atlanta i've never seen a strip club with the word strip in the name of it ever oh y'all were talking about how um you know like the police work in this just get rid of it all and uh (laughs) yeah having done my recent fincher run i just you know watched zodiac and i'm like so those are fresh in my mind and yeah these um, actually amusingly paled in comparison so <laughs> i kind of enjoyed the police scenes because they were so derpy but still kind of zodiac ish so mm. yeah and then we watched yeah. memories of murder which has that and they're doing a really bad job so um but yeah, yeah but but still, they're doing a memories... great job of making a film <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah that's like really unfair comparison i'm just talking about you know the same with zodiac it's just like yeah. like in this one it's just kind of fun to watch like the um the, the wish app version of the police scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure at least somebody said, where's my coffee? <laughs> so I, I like that. Um, well, I don't know. Should we, should we, sorry, Mark, was I interrupting you with, with my nope. dumb point? Okay. I said that stuff. Um, is it film? Is this filth? Where do you want to put it? It's filth, but it's... <sighs> It's it's like it doesn't lean in hard enough to being filth. It, it's like it should have been more wacky with it, I think. It's like mold. Gangrene's yeah. pretty filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Soap scum. Soap scum, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. The weird thing is, I think it is I would put it more myself on the film level because I kept thinking of you know, other directors in better movies, but it's like, you know, a lot of the attempts here are yeah, but if, kind of if it's making you think of those guys, it's doing something right. That's kind of where I'm getting because I'm like, oh, very much like, oh, I see where they're kind of, he's trying to do the Lynch and the De Palma thing a lot, you mm-hmm. know? And then, you know, halfway in, it kicks in where, okay, we're going down the Italian route as well, which is a little schlockier. I, I don't, well, I guess we called Phenomena Filth because it had a, uh, maggot the most disgusting basement yeah if you put that in your film it it can be a good film but it's still filth in the end whereas the you know here we had a little bit of gangrene which was kind of filthy but um you know i would say this is filth but it's a real shame it did what it did to the director's career because i think he would have gone on to make films okay like he clearly he clearly had talent right like the script was a little dodgy. It was the production was clearly beset by problems. It 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 was very two thousand and seven, but <laughs> yeah, it's well made and it it's a, it's an interesting idea, and I think he probably would have gone on to make some pretty good stuff. Do you think and that like th- have... this deserves to be living in like six out of ten anonymity? This doesn't deserve to be yeah. at, like at the scores it is or on the bottom one hundred and everything like that. Winning Razzies, it doesn't deserve any of that. Do you think this would have done better if it was called It Cost Me an Arm and a Leg? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, about the same as the title. It looks like he it has, makes uh, more sense. I, I, I demand satisfaction. That makes more sense. Makes more sense than I knew. Who killed me. I mean, people were killed, but nobody who knew anything were dead after I, I fell apart. This guy does have some other films, by the way. Uh, okay, okay. Wicked, Wicked Lake, yeah. All Cheerleaders Die, we made uh, twice, once before, once after, okay? Shattered oh. Memories on TV. In 2022, he directed Christina Ricci and Monstrous. Interesting. So, 4.7. Okay. So he's mm. out there doing, doing something, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so at least it's, he didn't lose the ability sad. to ever make a film again. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for... I've, Oh, you said it was the writer. He didn't do anything else. Yeah, the writer never did. So yeah, I got it. Went ahead. The the director didn't. Okay. No, so I and I couldn't really find any information about the writer. So I guess he just went to a shed and didn't talk to anybody ever again. Started kidnapping and torturing people, probably in his <laughs> <Yeah>. shed. <laughs> people. He tried to teach people how to write scripts, and then anybody who quit, he killed them. Oh, it should have been called Twin Sane. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was thinking about Twins of Death or something like that. No, I've, I've, ever since Mark said Arm and a Leg, I've been trying to think of a twin pun. <laughs> twin Sane. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Or Twin, twin Sanity. Sanity, maybe. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> we all... um, uh, Andrew, no. I, I'm assuming that you're going to throw this in the film slot. Uh, do you want to put any qualifiers on that or disagree? No, I agree, because um, if it were filth, it'd be more on the exploitation side, which would have to mean more nudity, more gore. But the gore is, while explicit, those are saved for shock moments and parts where they could have just shown the graphic details. They didn't. There's a lot of cut away from don't seed, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. As far as nudity is going for a movie that has a character being a exotic dancer that never takes its clothes off, that's that if yeah you wouldn't get over in the drive-in or you know the grindhouses with this um so it i say film because there's so much that's done deliberately to be cinematic um mm. i the main thing is the the use of blue and red for its two characters that's not something that just some like gore trash exploitation movie would care to do you know I did find interesting where like every shot, even if it's a very tiny thing, like someone's wristband is still in weird electric blue. Which mm-hmm. It's things that are done. And even this is, you know, somebody's first movie. So you got to forgive them for just wearing their influences on their sleeve. Um, they, the fact that they wanted to put little things in there for you to notice when you watch them again, or mm-hmm. to want to go back and watch it again, which I immediately wanted to do when I saw it. Um, Because it's a lot at first, but um, that's something that people that make film films do. And it's not something that people are just ready to turn out, of, you know, to make bucks off of some sexy, gross movie, you know? Mm. Well, I caught up with the director because I finally Googled his name. He's doing fine. And he's very happy about the film's revaluation. Sweet. Yeah, because I don't like any of the other movies you mentioned. He may have seen them. Did I say director? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the director is directing. Yeah, what, direct. so the writer, the writer, he didn't do any more writing, but he's doing okay. He's doing okay, and he's. They ask him, "You think you could? Uh, you want to write a sequel?" And he's like, "I have a 
a lot of ideas. So maybe you'll do Good. that. Yes. I wonder if I wonder if Lindy Lindsay Lewin is cool with the um like the reevaluation, like if she would show up at any of those revival screenings. I can't answer that. I think she's uh, having kind of a rough time, but I don't know specifics. The ending of this movie, uh, of course, Andrew was saying there was originally a different scene, but how did I, how was I supposed to read that? Because she just lies down with the twin and the twin needs medical attention or she's just planning to sit there and die. I didn't quite pick up on that. It's she's a cool just shot. She's having a breather, cool. bro. It's a cool <laughs> shot, sure. She's, she's, a had a, she's had an ordeal. Give her a minute. <laughs> I was I, I was kind of surprised that when the twin got dug up that she wasn't like unbelievably traumatized by someone who looks exactly like her digging her up. Probably I guess that would thing. absolutely hey, freak me out. They were the both psychically aware of for a each while. other. She's probably been thinking she was dead for you know several days so she's like oh yeah whatever oh I or get why'd you smash that glass in my face <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess yeah the, it was the artistic shot yeah she probably needed a breather but it's just like often was cool too that right. whole thing it, that just screamed like euro horror to me um you think that she felt it when her uh when her twin sister fucked your boyfriend probably yeah. Probably. Okay. Cool. You didn't see where the other hand was. Mm. I, I guess she didn't Pleasure really like and that pain. guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, you're in charge of 10 star reviews because the week uh, the, oh. the iPad I was searching for them on we're now recording on. <laughs> well, if you give me just a couple of seconds now that I know who Do you killed, think if who um, killed you? Revolve Rossalot attached one of the twins' hands to his arm, he would be possessed by them? <laughs> oh, yes. Have you seen body parts? I know Andrew's seen body parts. Is that oh, the premise? Man. You know I met Jeff Fahey. It is man. yes. <laughs> it so, is well. what if your transplant what if you got a transplant and you found out the transplant was from a serial killer? Right. It's really good. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's Fahey and he tracks down the parts and he finds the guy who has the arm and it's Brad Dorif. And the first question Dorif asks him is you want arm wrestle or what? <laughs> My favorite part is when he meets the guy with the legs and he just like drop kicks the shit out of him. Like you don't even see the guy. You just see the legs coming at him. Yeah. And like, there's <laughs> the guy with the head. It's so good. Yeah. COVID, so good. COVID, so good. COVID knocked it out. But there's near my house. There's this place that looked kind of like a dilapidated um, former business. And like the year or two before COVID, it became like someone put a sign on it that said, like arm wrestling, Japanese arm wrestling association, and you walk by it like eleven at night, and there'd be a bunch of like sweaty dudes in their arm wrestling. It's great. It was very over the top. Nice. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great if they were just all wrestling against one arm that was just lying there. Japanese people love though. arm wrestling, but none of them can step to me. So <laughs> you've seen over the top, right? Is that the Stallone one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah, Robert Loggia does a lot of screaming in that film. All right. Well, I almost got tricked by a fake one, but I think this is a real one. Okay. So uh, it's fantastic is one word to sum it up by Pink R Pixies. This was an amazingly shoot and well light film. The lighting fitted the storyline beautifully. And even though the storyline etched at bits, the acting was well done and you could not work the killer out as every possible nightmare that was shown 
from the actress indicated someone else. So for someone to say that the killer was obvious is rubbish. The killer didn't really have motive, <laughs> but I have a feeling that the well-played music throughout indicated that he didn't like people who were skilled and talented and didn't try their best or were better than him. I'm guessing it was to do with talent, but that doesn't really need to be explained as in all fairness. I think if you actually watch the movie, it's the music that interprets why beautifully composed music as well. And not modern day pop punk rock ska metal or anything which would ruin the movie and you'd also lose a sense as to what it's about i'm not a Lindsay lohan fan but for this movie to flop is a shame as it was a well-chosen cast and this film let Lindsay show some more real and raw's emotions this is far better than any of her other movies as she actually shows a well-acted actress using her talent at her best possible sorry possible best especially the torture scenes they genuinely look real and well played you do in fact get a sense of fear and sympathy for the aubrey character the only scene i have doubts in were the whole stigmata storyline it needed to explain that bit more to fully understand why as not everyone understands about stigmata or twin connections but overall this movie is a <laughs> nine out of ten damn it it was fake after all it was a nine out of ten uh whatever far better than everything <laughs> And her best role to date also, if she were to do more of this styled work not aimed for 10-year-olds, I think she could make a name and be taken as a far more serious actress. See the movie yourself and judge it by what you see and not what you've heard about it. 7 out of 16 found this helpful. Sorry, what's the date on that one? 2008. Okay. They're ahead of the curve. Yeah, they're they're ready. Well done, Pink and Pixies. I was just wondering if they were saying Lindsay should be in more movies in 2008 or uh, 2023 or what. So, <laughs> well, she is in movies in 2020, but she has a yeah, multi-picture she... deal with Netflix. Which yeah, yeah, those well, movies. That's what I'll say. Uh, that's kind of a gray area of movies. Yeah, I mean, they made Glass Onion. Yeah, Glass Onion was a banger. And they cloned Tyrone, which is also good. And I just, uh, you know, I told you I've been doing Fincher, so I watched The Killer, and I'm like. That was great. Was that a real movie? It showed in what three movie theaters, maybe, which is my. I've I've never cool. agreed with your whole thing that it's not a real movie. If it wasn't in theaters. That I don't know if it's just a different British take or what, but I think, I think their anti video is still a movie. I think their antitrust laws keeping them from doing this, but I've always thought that Netflix should just buy old movie theaters and be like, "This is a Netflix theater. You can go and see any number of things that are Netflix things here." Like anything they have license to, that would be pretty cool, right? If you want to see the new, you could something. just book a theater and just put whatever on, just pick something. We on always here in Athens, they typically will show um, Netflix movies before they hit the the streaming. It's a couple days before, mm-hmm. um, definitely the ones they want for uh, award consideration always play uh, in the theaters here. I mean, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. That was an Apple production. Totally worth seeing the theater, except I mean, I yeah, that was in theaters here. So, yeah, and for one week, I, I was about to go see it, and uh, and then the next weekend, I was like, oh, I'll see it now. It's already gone, so that was a bummer. Damn. Yeah, so uh, but no, I, with, with the killer, I was like, man, people should be watching this in a theater. If anyone yeah, it played, it. it played theater here, okay, good because yeah, that I, I that's one where I definitely was like feeling bad for not seeing it in a theater. So <laughs> could they just not name it after one of the greatest John Woo movies of all time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are a few movies I think that are well liked aside from that, even. 
but yeah, it's right. like we're gonna just have to reassess the glut of everything we got around this time in like twenty years. You know, it's like there's gonna be plenty of undiscovered uh, gems, I'm sure. Oh yeah, because no one well, ever yeah, knew it, it existed. Mean, by pure volume, we're in like a golden age of films. It's just right. Like, <laughs> no one's seeing any of them because the theaters are full with twenty screenings of the same Disney movie, <laughs> or well, because and- the movie is four hours long. They can only show like three movies a day or stuff like now. I feel like I have to ke- keep up with three or four Star Trek series at the same time. Stuff like that. I mean, I, I shouldn't say feel like I have to. I enjoy them. But, you know, it's like there's more stuff in general. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I haven't even watched all the Beavis and Butthead revivals, which I enjoyed a lot. But I just forgot to finish watching all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So, but yeah, uh, one yeah. good thing about having moved to Japan is that I feel completely, I don't feel any requirement to keep up with anything. Yeah, that's the best way to be because, yeah, I've completely crushing. killed that part of myself. You don't want to see Godzilla minus one? Oh, I've oh, seen it twice it. already. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. I just watch what I want to watch. There's no like, oh, this is part of the series, I got to keep up with that. Gotcha. Like I'm, that... I'm going to be there day one for Godzilla X Kong, but I don't know if I'm going to bother to watch Monarch on Apple TV. Well, I started <laughs> it, but um, I didn't feel like going back to that Godzilla, the Gareth Edwards, even though I didn't hate it. Um, I just felt like I needed to go back to that because the all the Monarch stuff. It's mm. not you know I just want to see monsters, but there's a great monster in the first like three minutes of that. Yeah, I probably uh, will watch it if it's. Yeah. Yeah, he's readily available to me. But so, yeah, Andrew, like, have you seen Godzilla minus one yet? You know, I've seen Godzilla minus one. Okay, yeah, what that, a that legitimately a candidate for my favorite movie of the year. And that's, oh, it's uh, it's it's one hundred percent my favorite movie of this year. That my favorite that's one year. of those things where I would show. Yeah, I would show that to someone who straight up said they didn't like Godzilla movies. Like mm-hmm. it is an incredible film. Well, look um, how great Shin Godzilla was. Yeah, I love what I love about. Um, Godzilla minus one and Shin Godzilla is that they're both incredible, yet they're the complete opposite of each other. Yeah, Shin Godzilla it's... is so political and procedural and like big picture, whereas yeah. minus one is so emotional. It is it, even it to the point that it... Godzilla himself in Shin Godzilla, Godzilla is just this thing that's happening. He's just this scientific accident that doesn't understand why he's there. But Godzilla yeah. and Godzilla minus one is fucking pissed yeah <laughs> like I, he wants to fuck tokyo up yeah i was saying if cool. that director had, if i'd found out that director's whole family had just been killed before he made that i would believe it like it's got so much emotion in it but it the best analog i could say is that shin godzilla and godzilla minus one back to back is like taking dr strange love and full metal jacket and putting yeah, them next to each other yeah now have you seen the wandering earth movies no no, I think I think they're Chinese. Um, hmm. those are like massive, like sci-fi action, emotional. Like they are. I mean, you you just feel like that's all you need, for, like you can do for the day when you watch a Wandering Earth movie. Do they have giant okay. monsters? No, this is more like exploding planet type stuff. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at the poster. It looks crazy. You, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. This, it's one of the things that I thought oh. you would really. I may, maybe I missed it because of all that hundreds of things that I've been forcing myself to watch. <laughs> uh, 
I guess we'll wrap this one up. I was going to ask Andrew to do his thing. I guess I'll have to do Andrew's thing for him because he just went mute and, and went away. COVID. Yeah, he went away, although he's still on the call. But uh, yeah, I know Andrew who killed is, him. Yep, yep. Zoom did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can check out his stuff at Gonzorific. What's his book? Everybody's. He's got the book Everybody's. Everybody's. One word. It, it, I suppose it's probably not out yet. Oh, there he is. Okay. It's I was trying to do your plug for you because you went out right when I was going to ask you the plug. So. I oh, okay. The um, yeah, this the uh, the book is called <laughs> Everybody's E V E R Y B O D I E S. Right now, I've already scheduled the release party as uh, Sunday, January the seventh. So I really need to finish the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, everyone will be done with their January sixth parties in time. For- Hang on a second. <laughs> Lena wants to say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay, yes. Just for a little while. <laughs> She's got the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I said a little while. So, but anyway, that's that's what's going on with Gonzorific. Um, I'm thinking that um, the uh, Zombikini and um, Holy Foley, which are Gonzorific's latest productions, might hit streaming like individually. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Cool. Do you have a do you have a spot now or you do you have a channel that's you had something for a while that was like a specifically I don't know I I can't keep up with anything on No, streaming. I just I, this is I I use Film Hub and that's really great cuz they um just let streaming channels pick things up as they want to. So I don't nice. have to shop them or submit them individually. It really helps mm. and I get paid no matter what. So awesome. I don't even know most of my stuff is it doesn't matter as long as there's you know dollars in the in the film hub account um then everything's fine although i can say the theme song for zombie is available now on streaming music platforms like spotify and apple music uh it's by hmm. bethany hartman so if you want to hear the <laughs> the zombie theme song uh, Maybe Matt will play a small sample of it as the outro to this episode. Ooh, <laughs> Great yeah, idea! It's only a minute, so it's uh, blink and you'll miss it. Okay, just to give, well, just to give Matt as... some extra homework. <laughs> well, as, speaking of giving Matt extra homework, I'm going to do the homework. Um, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash/podcastio/podcastius. Enjoy other countless podcasts for you to add to your to the amount of things that you have to listen to, such as. Game Game Show, the game show about games, Time Enough podcast covering the Twilight Zone podcast, 1999 covering the show Space 1999 from 1975, uh, Cult Disney covering a Cult Disney, Disney Occult connections. <laughs> I just said the same thing twice. Uh, Three Lupo's times, Pokemon, uh, Hyrule Field Report, and I believe that is all of the podcasts that it's you will ever need. Mark run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> I do it often, and it's always at the worst possible time. I know. So if you want to hear me run out of gas, then follow us at Patreon. <laughs> do it. Do it. I was going to do, do the again. whole thing again. Okay. <laughs> then people would have to hit their thirty button again. Uh, yeah, thirty will, second button. Yeah. People are screaming. Anyway, right. Uh, <laughs> go scream it. Go scream. Add your screaming to. Go add your screaming to this movie, so Mark will enjoy it more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, please. Bye!